This episode is an introduction to season one of the Healthy as a Mother podcast. We tell the story of how we met and became college roommates, medical school study buddies, and now mom, friend, besties, and co-hosts. We share our passions for women's health, motherhood, and our own struggles behind why we do what we do. It will feel like you are sitting on the couch right there with us, so let's get started. Welcome to Healthy as a Mother, the podcast for becoming and being a mother, with your co-hosts, Dr. Leah Gordon and Dr. Morgan McDermott, two naturopathic doctors who get it. Each week, we teach you how to be the healthiest mother you can be, from fertility and preconception to pregnancy and birth prep, through postpartum and throughout motherhood, empowering you with the natural health guidance and education you're not getting elsewhere so you can confidently navigate the broken system at large. The real, the raw, the untalked about. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Are you so excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> this is our first This has episode. been a long time coming. Yeah, so for any of you guys that don't know, I'm Dr. Leah Gordon. And I'm Dr. Morgan McDermott. <laughs> and we're best friends. And we <laughs> started this podcast because we're both super passionate about becoming mothers, women becoming mothers, motherhood in general, and I just, we want to tell you guys a little bit about ourselves. So I'll start with asking you, Dr. Morgan, tell us about you and what got you into this and where, what you do. Yeah, I was trying to think back on exactly how it all started. And I think it started if I had to go way, way back to when I was obsessed with animals as a kid and I would breed animals and I was obsessed with pregnancy and birth in the animal sense. And I wanted to be a veterinarian. Then that switched to human medicine when we were in college together, <laughs> college roommates, yes. that's how and I, that's where our story started to well, our little romance. But so I like to specialize in pregnancy, birth, postpartum and parenting, and then pediatrics as well. Wow. Those are all P words. That's a lot of P's. <laughs> Yeah, so I am really passionate about the way that pregnant women feel when they're pregnant and getting being prepared for the process, knowing what's happening, doing it as health as healthfully as possible, really being able to advocate for yourself during birth, having the birth experience that you want and being ready for just the punches that can come with birth and being able to navigate those situations in real time. I think it does take a lot of preparation, but once you've done it, then you can make these choices in an empowered sense. I know that we'll talk about these kinds of things later. And then in postpartum, I had a particularly difficult postpartums. And so I'm very passionate about the way that we can mitigate some of the common issues that come up and not be as surprised by them, or maybe even taking just like those extra steps to be extra prepared. Maybe it'll go fine, but you don't really want to be in a situation where you are blindsided by how hard things can be. So the postpartum, the health of postpartum women is extremely important to me as well. And then with parenting and pediatrics, I think it just comes with it when you're passionate about this sort of time in women's lives. Like we are, our kids are extensions of us for a period of time and then they become their own little people. But I just think that it's, it all goes together. Like my goal, and I think yours as well, not to speak for you, but I think that we've talked about this in the past as well, is that like our goal is to change the health of future generations and I think the way that you do that is by creating healthy mothers and women who can carry healthy babies and then keeping those babies healthy from an early age so that they're not set up with all of the chronic disease problems that we see today. It's kind of like my section of things. You are a prequel to all of that. So go ahead and tell us about your Yeah, yeah no, that's great. And just as a plug, 
I didn't, we didn't really touch on this, but Morgan and I met in college in undergrad mm-hmm. and we became really close, really fast. And then we ended up living in a house with three other women, right? Mm-hmm. There were three or five. Yeah, there was five total. of us. Yeah. <laughs> we called it the slant shack and it was awesome. And Morgan was, helped plan my bachelorette party. She was in my wedding. She walked my dog son down the aisle. <laughs> she has been, then we both went to National Public Medical School together and we have just been so close ever since. And then she was actually the doula for me in my birth. And there's a lot that we can fill in the gaps on that, which we'll probably touch on throughout all these other episodes, but I've known Morgan for Dr. Morgan for a really long time. And she was an integral part of my journey on motherhood, but to backtrack for me, my passion around women is really getting to the woman before she's a mother. That's my passion. And Dr. Morgan loves once she's pregnant, moving forward, we both share passions in both segments, but my passion comes out of my own struggles too, as many of us healers have our own struggles and we become passionate about those. Dr. Morgan's was postpartum. That wasn't my struggle. My struggle was becoming pregnant and all of the hormonal imbalance issues that come with womanhood from painful periods and gut issues to painful sex and libido issues to infertility. My husband and I struggled for six years trying to become pregnant due to male factor infertility actually. But I also had a uterine polyp and fibroids and all sorts of things, polycystic ovaries. There's a whole slew of things that I was also dealing with. And we eventually, after diving into the root cause of almost everything, realized that we were going to only be able to become pregnant through IVF. If we even could, we didn't even know going through IVF if it was going to work for us because my husband still had no sperm at that point, but miraculously, and that story is long and we can dive into that at another time. And I'm sure we'll do a whole podcast episode on it, but we eventually transferred one of our four embryos in January of 2021. And I had my baby with the help of Morgan, even though it ended up different than I imagined. Our birth stories, maybe we'll tell our birth stories. One of the podcast episodes here ended up in a C-section when I wanted a home birth, but Morgan was there with me every step of the way. And I now have a beautiful baby girl and she's just the biggest joy of my life. And I love her so much. She's almost eight months at this recording. And I like, I just being a mom was like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And so It reignited the spark that I have to support women in the journey moving up to womanhood or into motherhood. So my passion is hormone balancing, preconception, fertility, and infertility, really optimizing a woman before she becomes a mother so that her health is as optimal as it can be in pregnancy. And she's learned all the skills and really helped herself before she's in the motherhood season when it can get a little challenging. (laughs) So together we spread the whole gamut from teenage girls all the way through a woman forever, because if you're a mother and even the archetypal sense, it's for everyone. So tell us about you being a mom. One thing I just have to say that I think is so cool and that nobody could have possibly ever predicted is that where you've had ease, I've had struggle. And where yeah. I've had ease, you've had struggle. That Almost was not even real. It's like the it. universe wanted us to make a podcast. Exactly. From the day we were born. <laughs> <laughs> you, you handled this part 
and then you handle this part struggle really hard and come together and change the world and that was our birth job exactly getting pregnant and pregnancy for me was very easy Mm -hmm. so lucky and blessed that way to get pregnant right away and to really enjoy pregnancy and I had some of the pregnancy symptoms here and there but overall really enjoyed it. And then even though typical first births are really long and hard and mine was really long and hard, but it still went the way that I wanted to. And then my subsequent births have also been exactly what I've wanted them to be and at home and all the different things. But then it's like with the postpartum and the breastfeeding is where I've struggled so hard and just parenting in general, like it just has felt really tough for me. And I've had all these issues. Like I've really come so far. I'm so proud of myself. And then for you, it was like getting pregnant and then the pregnancy itself. And then the birth were so tough, so hard. You were sick for so long and you couldn't eat anything that you wanted to eat. And you had all these digestive symptoms. It was just, I remember you being like, I just want to eat normal food again. And it was like, gosh, why does this happen to some women and not others? Of course, you know, the birth, which again, yeah, is a long story. We totally should tell our birth story. Sometimes I think people could learn a lot from it. And then now in postpartum, you've just had this amazing, no problems, no issues. This baby is so sweet, so happy. Your, your mental, emotional state has been great. She sleeps mm-hmm. great. There has been, there couldn't be more of an opposite sort of picture for both of us in this way. And I think that it's so cool that we are both doctors and that we happen to be best friends. It's literally like we were made to do this. I know we totally were. I feel that way a lot about our infertility journey, Mike and I's, because it really makes you the kind of people I feel like that our children needed us to be. And I also feel it's made me the type of doctor that my patients needed me to be. And I didn't pick necessarily all of these things to have gone wrong in the way that they did. But even from a young age, the passion that I had was always about this season that was really hard for me, even when I didn't know it was going to be as hard as it was going to be. Like, I was always passionate about the preconception time and becoming pregnant, even before I knew that like infertility was going to be a thing for us. And so it's almost my struggles have strengthened my already ignited passion. So I do feel it was like, planned from the beginning. And then for you, totally, you've always been so much about the birth itself, which I like birth. I think it's cool, but I don't have the same. Yeah. Like, but I'm like obsessed intensity. with it. Yeah. You're like intensely <laughs> passionate about it. And just, and I just, I haven't had the struggles postpartum <laughs> where I like, I care obviously if someone's struggling breastfeeding, I do, but I don't have the same empathy that I have for someone who's trying to become pregnant. I'm just like, I don't know, put the baby on your boob, but that's why you're here because you're like, that is not, it's not that easy. (laughs) And so I just, I do think it's like very divinely created somehow in some weird, odd, strange way that would have made no sense until thinking back in college and our like time then and thinking of if someone were to come to me and said, Hey, what's going (laughs) to happen to you? We would have been like, no. I'm not dealing with that. You know, I just would have felt so funny and bizarre, but I just think it's really special. And I think that we've been trying to do this podcast for years, I feel, or just a concept like that. And then in the last few months, really trying to get it honed in, but I'm so excited to finally share our knowledge with the world. Yeah, me too. I feel like we are very real people as well. So on this podcast, what you'll find is us Yes, we're doctors, but you know what? We are real people. We have struggles. Mm-hmm. We have stories. We swear. You don't swear as much as I do, but <laughs> I don't. And I do. It means a lot when it comes. Yeah, to it that. does. I'm it very does. upset. But I am just. Yeah, we are both like. I, basically, what I'm trying to say is that this is not going to be a kind of boring oh two medical doctors just like talking about the research and things. We're mm-hmm. going to be telling our stories. Like, what is it actually? What has helped? 
what has not helped and you'll see our passion through it because I think you and I of a lot of the different people and health practitioners that I know that I feel like we are really passionate about our topics because we've niched into something that we truly care about and I think that is what also sets us apart in this kind of a way but Anyway, you had asked me a question before we got off on this and I can't remember what it was. So let's get back to this. Oh, you as a mom. Oh, as a mom. So I have three. Yes, I have three kids, which is wild to say. (laughs) Honestly, I sometimes I look at them and I'm like, wait a minute. These aren't like my cousins or something. This is my kid. It's just so wild. Time is wild. So anyway, I have a, at the time of this recording, I have a six and a half year old son, a three and a half year old daughter, and then a 20 month old daughter. And we are undecided whether or not we're going to pursue having a fourth. I feel like it's a no. We'll have to see over the course of time if that changes just because it's tough. But I do feel like there's a, a calling for another one. I just don't know if I can, because again, of postpartums, right? I don't know if I can handle it. Honestly, if I'm speaking completely transparency, transparently, it is difficult to fill all of the needs of my children in the way that I want to and to be such an attentive attachment parenting parent and breastfeed for an extended period of time and do all these things. But I love the three that I have. And now that of course that my toddler is getting to be like out of the extremely needy baby phase and into like more of an independent, I'm like, oh, I can see how we could have another one. It just, this is how it goes. You just keep having more. Motherhood amnesia. <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm having such a good time with them though. They're like, they're the best buddies and they don't really fight that often. Knock on wood, I'm hoping that doesn't change in the future here, but I've gotten a lot of perspective. The three of them are very different. They've been different with issues like sleep and immune system and just behavioral personality traits and different things. And it's really helped me educate and inform the way that I look at children in general. And then the way that I look at bio-individuality of how we approach people when it comes to treatment, even just something as simple as like homeopathy or to see it working on children. They don't know what you're giving them. It's Mm -hmm. not a placebo effect. It's just working because it's Mm -hmm. amazing. And yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of things that I've learned about pediatrics through my own kids that then I've seen applied in real time in clinic. Mm -hmm. I, it's just the coolest thing to me. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and before... Before we go, we should probably tell each other or people tell each other, tell each other. We know, we know who we are. Tell everybody (laughs) what kind of doctors we are because we're not typical doctors. So we are not your typical doctor. You go for it. Tell us what kind of doctors we are. We are the best. No. So Morgan and I are both naturopathic doctors. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, we have a training that is very different than the typical doctor you've maybe ever been to where we understand the innate healing power of the body. We're trained to find the root cause of imbalance. And we're taught that the body's natural state is health. And if there's an issue, if there's a symptom or an imbalance of some sort, there's either something the body needs or there's something getting in the way of that innate process of healing. And so when I say innate process of healing, it's the same energy that allows us to become mothers. It's the same energy that allows an egg and sperm to meet and grow into a baby in our womb without us cognitively having control over that process. 
it's the same energy that allows a seed in the soil to grow into a plant. We're not sitting there telling it to do it. There's something intelligent inside of it that knows how a seed can become an apple tree and make apples, which like literally blows my mind. I think about it all the time. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> the one that blows my mind the most is avocados. Like where do they get the fat? I don't understand how they make fat from the same resources that the tree next to it makes an apple. It like blows That's my mind. That's a really good point. I've never thought oh, of that. I literally think about it every time I eat one. I'm like, how, how does this happen? But anyways, <laughs> so we learn, we, we approach medicine from a different perspective in the sense that we don't cover up symptoms. We really ask the body an intelligent question of what symptom are you trying to tell me that symptoms are the intelligent language of the body and although there's a time and a place to support symptoms we really try to understand where the root imbalance is coming from and then as far as our treatments we work on the latter approach where we start with the foundations and the foundations are like your diet your environment your mindset like what you're exposed to the people around you your loving relationships and then you build with treatments on top of that on a hierarchy up to the very top rung which is surgery and medication so everything in the middle of herbs and homeopathy supplements targeted like natural medicine nutrients acupuncture craniosacral therapy like lifestyle approaches all the different types of medicine all the way up to pharmaceuticals and surgery. And we're trained up the entire ladder up to surgery. So naturopathic doctors typically aren't performing surgeries, but we can prescribe medications in many states. And so we basically have a much larger toolbox to pull from for us to help people. So we look at you with a different lens and then we can help you with a lot of different tools and approach it from a much more holistic perspective. Is there anything you would add? No, I love the way that you explain the intelligent design in the body, because that is, it's that energy that allows the scab to heal or the cut mm -hmm. to heal. Well, why, why doesn't it just stay an open gaping wound and we die? Mm -hmm. There is an nature wants to self-correct. It's that mm -hmm. homeostasis, the homeodynamic dynamic state that we are constantly in this flux. And we really understand that. And we also really understand how everybody is so different, given all of those factors that you said about where does somebody live? Who do they live with? What are they constantly maybe doing or not doing that is contributing to the way that they feel? And most of this is education. So much of what we do, and one of our main topic, top naturopathic principles is called docere. It's a Latin term for doctor, and it means to teach. And so a lot of it is education. That's why this part this podcast platform is perfect for us too, because you and I both are like more geared towards teaching than I think mm -hmm. other people are. We really enjoy it as well. I think the, we've actually both said that if we weren't doctors, we would be teachers. teachers yeah. To me, naturopathic <laughs> medicine is, I remember when I discovered it, when I was in high school, it was when I was first shown what a naturopathic doctor was. And I thought it was a joke because I was like, this is literally my profession. If I could make up the best profession in the world it would be naturally <laughs> medicine it's like a flare it's like science with nature with like magical elements like harry potter with elements with like hardcore rigorous research it's like all the things that i love with compassion it's like being a nurse and a doctor because you have the bedside manner and you get to spend time with patients but then you like are like so smart because you learn all the doctoring things. It's all the perfect things wrapped up into one. <laughs> I fully agree. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. 
yeah, nutrition. It's like being a nutritionist and a health coach and like a kick-ass research fiend who understands physiology. To me, it's like the perfect, it's the perfect profession. It's also so cool. Not everybody has this, but I think for you and I on a personal level, it's so cool to be able to have this information to then use with our own families and helping and healing and understanding disease and not being freaked out when things come Mm -hmm. upon or come up. And I think that's one thing too, that I'm passionate about when teaching families about children too, is like, Mm -hmm. here is, we don't really need to be worried about a lot of these things. Let's talk about it. But anyways, okay. Yes, that is great. That's exactly who we are. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's a great explanation. So let's talk about what healthy as a mother podcast is going to be. Yes, I know. Morgan came up with this name. She's great. This is so good. You know why? Because it's almost a cuss word. That's why. <laughs> and I would never have healthy that. as a mother. <laughs> Whatever. Fill in the blank. Yeah, it's you'll find our personalities are. I feel like we go really well together, but we're definitely different. And yeah. I love our differences because I feel like <laughs> they too. highlight us so well together. But Healthy as a Mother, I loved the name when you came up with it because it really encompasses, I think, both of our passions wrapped up into one word and concept that then has an offshoot that could become a million things. So it's like everything that I love <laughs> in the sense that for me, you have to be like, there is this epitome of health that as we talk about the optimal way of being your body is in balance and a body in balance is a fertile body and a fertile body is one who can become a mother and if you are out of balance if you are not healthy as as healthy as a mother should be if you're not healthy enough to become a mother then that's a problem right and we need to work on that and that's for me the preconception time the hormone balancing time the gut healing time the fertility time to me fertility is the marker that tells me how well your health is the outcome is potentially becoming pregnant and becoming a mother fertility is that marker but the underlying base of it is but what is your overall health in a holistic perspective So my passion is really, are you healthy enough to become a mother? Are you healthy as a mother? And then for you, I think it has other meanings too. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. I love that. And then yes, exactly. Are you healthy enough to become the mother as the point of almost like the, your menstrual health is like the fifth vital sign type mentality, Mm -hmm. which is very true. And also living with, this is one thing that I found in my own preconception work that I thought was really interesting was like, why don't I live like this all of the time? Yes. Why oh. am I only doing this yes. to get pregnant? It's this so is, frustrating. Oh, that's such a passion of mine. I tell people all the time, you just live like you're pregnant all the time because yep. people make radical changes when they find out they're pregnant. They're like, oh my gosh, now I need to eat healthy and I shouldn't be watching the news and I need to go to sleep on time. And I'm like, you need to do that all the time. Like you need to be healthy exactly. as a mother all the time. And it's, we'll sacrifice and do different things for our children, not for ourselves. And I think that is an ideology in our culture that needs to change because we will suffer. So then, okay, yeah, let's take it all the way through. So you're on the preconception prior to becoming pregnant phase. And then I'm on the, once the pregnant and the mother phase, and it's like to be a healthy mother women are the nervous system of our households. Mothers are the nervous system of our households. We, there's that mama ain't happy, nobody happy, but it's true. We are the ones that keep the flow with the children. We are the yin energy and it is our top priority or it should be our top priority. And there's the self-care culture has been changing things because people are like, oh yeah, I do actually need to take care of myself. What a concept. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
and it's silly, but it is a, it has benefit. It has a good outcome and net effect overall, which is that people are actually looking at their own health and their own little behaviors and being like, oh no, I need to actually take care of myself because it has the biggest impact on our whole family and household unit, the children, everything. We need to be living and continuing that health that we have in pregnancy through postpartum. And it is more difficult. Absolutely. And that's why the work that you're doing is so infinitely important because if people can learn these good, good, um, habits and it's integrated into their life and it's not like something they're trying to learn new on top of being pregnant or on top of being in a postpartum period, which is already, there's so many things that are new and you're trying to learn the learning curves are steep. It's like a line going straight up, then they can be so much better off. And then all of these adversarial events that we're met with, with lack of sleep or nutrient depletion later on, or just the stress, the mental, emotional resilience, we would have it. We would have that cushion, that barrier to be able to handle these things, roll with the punches, recover with our, and then be with our babies. And so much of this too, is because of our modern culture that really alienates or isolates rather, um, families having babies and women, and we don't come around each other in the village sense anymore. And that's something that I think that we'll talk about a lot in the podcast, as well as how to create your modern village in this very disconnected world, especially now it's 2022, it's even more disconnected than it was a couple of years ago, maintaining the health for the, of the mother through your entire journey. Because yeah, like you said, once you become a mother, you're never not a mother. It's mm-hmm. like something that we should be keeping with us. And I've struggled with that. Absolutely. It's, it is so easy to drop off our needs and put in our children first and do these different things. But that comes from the way that we were raised and we grew mm-hmm. up. We need to be modeling to our children that we are have importance and that we take mm-hmm. care of ourselves so that when they grow up, they will take care of themselves. Modeling is the most effective form of parenting anyway. Well, I think that we want to live as examples for our own lives and our own experience, but of course, also for these future generations so that we can be having the biggest positive impact as possible. Oh, that's so good. I love that. We're going to have I love you. We're going to love you. <laughs> I'm like, my heart is so happy right now. This is totally good. what we're meant to do. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to have a whole episode talking all about that modeling for our families and all of that. I just think it's so good. Okay. Oh my gosh. That was so good. You're so good. I love hearing you. My heart is so happy. I'm so excited that we're finally on this journey and I can't wait for everyone to just learn from our experiences and the knowledge that we've taken the time and effort to learn. And like we can pack and wrap up in a really beautiful way to present to you because you know, you don't all have to go a doctor and go to decade of school. We now have amazing resources and ways for us to help you learn from not only our knowledge and education, but our experience, which is invaluable. And so it's going to be so great. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I think that this is awesome. And in the future we might have guests or solo mm-hmm. episodes or episodes with both of us on it. I think that there's infinite room for this to grow and shift and change especially as feedback comes. So please let us know what it is you're wanting to see more of. And we are doing this for you. So just let us know. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Healthy as a Mother podcast. In order for other women to hear this information, please leave a review with Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and send to a friend who could benefit from this content. We're so excited to share more on becoming and being a mother next time. And remember, a healthier future starts now and it starts with you.